Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Feel Your Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I want to thank you for joining me here again. Uh, we've been on a bit of a roll lately, so we're just going to kind of tuck right into it. If you're looking for the podcast, you can find us on anchor.fm forward slash Feel Your Fandom. Uh, which also gives you the links to where all we're located across the internet, Spotify, Google, Apple, Breaker. We're all over the place. So that'll give you the places to find us. In addition, if you're looking, the list is also on uh, facebook.com forward slash fuel your fandom. So without further ado, I hope you and yours are all being safe and being uh, well. And uh, so we're going to get right into it today. Uh, my guest is... Uh, a friend of mine for the last several years. We share quite an interest in uh, uh, independent film and, and indie filmmaking. And uh, so I've been looking forward to having a conversation with him, Mr. Arthur Gonzalez. Hello. How's it going, yeah. Saint? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Hanging in there. <laughs> Hanging in there, doing my thing, trying to enjoy the sunshine while I can. And, uh, you know. It's a gorgeous day out today, too, and, and for those of you all interested, we are recording this on the, the 9th of May. Uh, it'll probably go up a little bit later than that, probably at the early part of June, but uh, it is a gorgeous day outside as I open the curtain and look. But uh, I, I, like I said, we've been kind of stuck indoors with this whole quarantine by and large, so it's, it's, it's important to get out and smell the sunshine and, and, and the breeze and remember that it's not all completely shit <laughs> right <laughs> the last couple of days i've been walking my dog and forcing him out and uh it's been it's been good for the both of us just getting a lot of sun so, i imagine so. i get a lot of drive time uh with my job so oh there we go i mean i'm out there but it's not like in a way that is impactful or meaningful at all <laughs> <laughs> so i don't have i'm not taking hikes or i'm not going on any walks or anything i should, probably should yeah but uh, I got to get these kids out of the house. They're going a bit stir crazy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, Arthur and I both share uh, an interest in independent film. Uh, he uh, works. You do. You do your own film company. Yeah, Tahoma is your film company. Uh, no, uh, Tahoma Films is actually um, a production company that me and Patrick, um, my kind of right hand man uh did uh we created back in 2000 i want to say 13 or 14 i could be wrong mm -hmm. um because we uh we did a short film called um i'm coming as elaine originally uh titled text but we changed that tech i mean we changed the title to last minute um and for legal reasons we had to essentially um have a production company so we kind of made up tahoma films kind of on the fly uh, and just giving kind of yeah we've been kind of rolling with it uh patrick actually um had the name and i just kind of was like dude that sounds great it you know sums up where we're from and what we represent as a as a film thing so we're kind of the kind of the coen brothers of the pacific northwest as you <laughs> as you might be able to say <laughs> there you go well and, and patrick's a good longtime friend of the show and and even sure. previous to working on this with uh, with me uh patrick and i worked on uh my youtube cooking show as well so Patrick was the yeah. editor for, for Cooking Ain't Complicated, which was a lot of fun. So, I remember I was there for one of the tapings, um, and I got to try some of your, I think it was some kind of pasta. But I remember <laughs> it was, it might have been like a chicken pasta, or it was some kind of, I know there was some meat in it, but it was really good. 
it, it's a lot of fun when you find someone who will do your editing and you get paid in food. So <laughs> it's kind of nice. But uh, um, so I, I really jive with that idea. Uh, back in uh, college, uh, back in, say, 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. um, I had, uh, was when I did the, primarily the bulk of my independent film production. Uh, and I had a production company called, uh, first it was Half-Ass Productions. Uh, and that was just as a joke because I wanted everything I made to be a half-ass production. And then, uh, uh, <laughs> you get it, yeah. And then, uh, when, yeah, when I, I do. <laughs> my 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 last piece was a bit more respectable, uh, so I, I wanted to make sure it had a bit more of a respectable title. So uh, I also uh, started a production company called Media Circus Films, and so oh, okay. uh, that's kind of my uh, my more socially acceptable. <laughs> version of my Tahoma films, if you will. So, but uh, so how go. how we many? got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's right. How many projects have you and uh, uh, Patrick worked on? You think um, th- together uh, about four or five? Um, we have one. I just released Morning Serial, uh, which was kind of my thing um, under the Tahoma Films banner. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I did. We'll talk about that later, but, um, and then we have one in, uh, post-production right now. Um, that's currently being edited by, um, one of our editors I've been working with for a while. Um, so that'll be the total of about five. Um, after that one comes out and we're planning on doing a short film every three to four months. Um, we kind of based our, uh, Tahoma films off quality instead of quantity. Anybody can mm-hmm. push out a short film in a month and be like, Hey, we have four short films in six months or, you know, in a year we have like 11 or 10 short films coming out, but you know, how good are they? How, how, how good of a short film can you release in a month compared if you were to take like three or four months and really take your time and do it correctly. So it's definitely quantity over quality over quantity yeah and i found that uh, i've been in the same kind of boat i've had ideas floating around for the last couple of years for uh short films and projects i want to work on but uh first of all i get kind of bogged down and and i lose track of things i get too much going on at one point or another and mm-hmm. that's just a, a direct result of keeping my brain occupied i just get too many irons in the fire and something has to give and invariably it usually ends up being the short films. But, uh, yeah, uh, I know I've talked to you recently about it. I came up with an idea recently, uh, like everyone else, quarantine has spurred creativity for me. And oh, so yes, it has, I agree. <laughs> so I came up with an idea, a concept of exploring isolation and, oh. uh, it, popped its way into my head fully formed as a, as a short film. And I've, I've already got the first draft of the script or the outline banged out. And I'm, I'm, I'm trimming the the down a bit more to make it a little bit more concise. And it's going to probably be ready to be scripted in the next month or so, which I'm super excited about. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, you should know you're helping me with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always willing to help out people that want to, you know, continue, you know, doing film projects. I don't care what it is, you know, a cooking show or a YouTube channel where you do makeup. I have a few friends that um, 
have been wanting to do. They, they, they show interest. I, I notice a lot of people show interest. And, you know, when you, when you, what I've noticed is when you tell someone that, oh yeah, I make short films and they have no background whatsoever, they automatically be like, hey, we should film a movie. And it's, it's, it's easy, but at the same time, it depends on what you want to get out of it. If you want to get a quality, you know, something that you're going to be able to show and be proud of, you know, it, it honestly, it takes a few months. Uh, but if you're just trying to do like, you know, something just for fun, just off the wall, just kind of hanging out, getting the experience of it. Yeah, we could shoot something, you know, two way scene or, you know, something that takes two to three minutes and we'll, you know, put a rough cut together. But um, it's interesting, you know, finding everybody's different perspective on filmmaking and definitely you and Patrick are some of the, uh, my lifetime friend, uh, Michael Tilzer, who also is in the film and we've done a few projects together here and there. Um, it's, it's nice to find like a core group that you kind of really bounce off each other, learning and teaching each other, learning different things. You know, life is all about learning every single day. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've noticed a lot of people have, uh, uh started working on, and, and of course it's not any kind of, of, of must have while you're in quarantine uh, artistic expression mm-hmm. is going to kind of work its way out one way or another. Yeah. But uh, you, it's certainly, you don't have to do something just there's a lot of people saying, Oh, you have to do uh, now's the perfect time to write your book or now's the perfect time to mm-hmm. write your script or this, that, or the other thing. And I mean, all this stuff can only come at its own pace. Trying to force it regardless of the situation isn't going to, like you say, you're going to, you might get quantity, but you're not going to get quality. And yeah. so maybe your quarantine looks like, Hey, I want to write a book or maybe your quarantine looks like, Hey, I'm going to do a podcast or, mm-hmm. or, or maybe damn it. Maybe you just want to do a bunch of TikTok videos. Who cares? You know, <laughs> All right. Basically whatever helps keep your sanity in check. Um, mine of course uh-huh. has been doing uh, the podcast primarily, but I have, mm-hmm. like I said, ideas behind for a short film and, uh, recipe creation and I'm still working on uh, revamping and revitalizing the uh, cooking and complicated uh, brand yeah. coming forward. So mm-hmm. um, I can't talk about that right now. It's a bit uh, <laughs> on the hush hush right now because I've got uh, uh, certain partners yeah. and certain things in the irons in the fire with that. So uh, more on that mm-hmm. as it develops, but <laughs> but I'm focusing on um, on on the podcast and on the uh, on my short film, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. my band is kind of on a hiatus right now because we can't e- exactly see each other, so it's hard to do uh, music generation. Music um, and yeah, yeah. But, but we're still in communication. We're still writing. We're still doing stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I am very much looking forward to lockdown being over. I'd like to get back to some kind of semblance of normal. But I'm in yeah. no way, shape, or form trying to hurry that process along because that's how bad things yeah. happen. Yeah, it's just it's something that we have to just kind of ride the wave. And I was talking to my buddy yesterday. Um, he was just like, "What do you think about all this?" I'm like, "It's just a strange. It's double-edged sword because they're uh, kind of like an animal. As soon as they they see that they're getting controlled or they see that they're in danger, they tend to." rebel and get angry and violence and i could go on and on about all the violence and stuff that's been happening in the past couple months uh but on the end on the positive note on that i guess um 
I think we're all going to come out a lot stronger, um, not so dependent on our phones and really, you know, some of us have, I've been, you know, uh, taking things for granted from this, Um, you know, not being able to be social with, you know, my coworkers. I miss my coworkers terribly. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely coming out of this, uh, a changed person and a different perspective on things and not taking things for granted and being more, I keep telling myself and, trying to promise myself that I'm going to be more social with people, especially the people that I'm close with. Um, But just like in-person social, like, Hey, let's hang out. Let's go get coffee. Let's go get a beer. Let's, let's go get food. Let's just go on a, you know, a 20 minute walk and just talk in person rather than, Hey, let me shoot you a text saying how you are kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And like you said, I mean, it's going to find its own level. People are going to figure it out on their own and, and, the new normal, whatever that ends up being is going to be interesting to For see. Sure, yeah. So, but, uh, so one of the questions I like to ask people, uh, at the start of, uh, mm-hmm. the podcasts is, um, what kind of things are you into? What are your fandoms? What are you passionate about? Aside from short film. Um, I just like art in general. Um, rather it's any kind of art, to be honest, I will watch anything, uh, any, I love art. I love artistic. I love taking an idea and making it, uh, visual, visual arts, I guess you could say I'm more into, mm-hmm. um, not so much like reading books kind of art. Like I'm like, uh, I can't sit down. My attention span is very difficult. And that haunts me when I have to read like really, really long scripts. I'm just like, uh, give me like a few hours. Uh, then I'll, uh, not like, you know, I'm not like captivated by it. I'm usually captivated by anything. Uh, but it's just like a lot of words is really intimidating. So, um, but no, I, I like really anything when it comes to the visual arts. I like movies, you know, um, I like paintings. I like to go to art galleries and just see what people draw and things like that. Lately, I've been, uh, you know, working with other people, so I get to see what they've made. Um, I like uh, audio, like podcasts and things like that. Um, you like do your everything. own podcast, don't you? I do. I, I did one uh, as told by Gonzo, and then before that, I I did one called um, Pretty Much Film. Um, uh, essential. I mean, I forgot. I haven't done it in a long time. I forgot the title. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's uh, it's called um, I think it's called like pretty much movies or something like that. And it's a uh, it's a defunct podcast I did with my my friend Brian Smith. Um, but due to our schedules and just we were going through odd times, and in our life that we just just kind of pulled us away. Uh, but I did uh, Gonzo and Friends for um, a good like ten or eleven episodes, and then this kind of all happened, and it just kind of burnt me out. So yeah. I switched. Yeah, I I, um, I switched my focus to um to really diving into the short film, uh, the short film stuff. But um, no, I mean like besides podcasts, I'm just you know family guy. I live at home with the dog and my girlfriend, and um, you know I I don't really have a really big huge family that I associate myself with besides you know my girlfriend and her family and my mom and uh, my mom uh, has a fiance and I associate myself with with his family as well. So I'm just kind of your simple guy from the Pacific Northwest, just, uh, I guess, starving artist, but I do have a full-time job, so I'm not so starving. Uh, but you know what I mean? You know, the starving, yeah, yeah, for sure. typical starving Seattle artist trying to <laughs> make his way through the ranks. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, one of the things that I've always found interesting about short filmmakers, and, and I've come across this in a few of them that I know, is they dabble into things like music video creation, and especially in a community that is uh, so heavily musical like the Seattle scene is. Have you ever given any thought to doing uh, uh, music videos? I have. I've always wanted to do a music video. Um, and I reached out to one of my friends several years ago, and just nothing really came up came up about it it was kind of shot in the dark i didn't really know this person but i knew they did music um and it was just part of my shyness of like oh, i'm not good enough to do this uh but of course that was uh several years ago so i i've gotten a lot of short films under my belt and uh, a little bit of experience not the not a lot right like i said it's filmmaking is i'm always willing to learn i'm not like some you know airheaded asshole that Things say no fucking everything <laughs> sorry am i allowed to curse <laughs> i guess it's a bad time to ask now huh hell yeah uh <laughs> anyway i'll i'll keep it pg-13 um, no, that's fine i swear too i just try to keep it a little bit more uh i try not to, i i go a little crazy with it it's okay yeah but no i you know i um music videos is something that i've always wanted to dive into i've always wanted to do one i've done research on how to properly film them and things like that um so I kind of know, you know, barely kind of know that I know what I'm doing when it comes to shooting a music video, but I've always wanted to get in there and work with like musicians. And I think it's, it's so awesome that it's, it's not easy to make music, but it's, it's, it's easier to get your stuff out there and to have people listen to it. And I think if I, I've always wanted to work with other people like me that are trying to get, you know, their stuff noticed and trying to get their stuff created. Um, you know, because it could be just that one person that, you know, you make a music video for and you both blow up at the exact same time. And rather it's them right. doing music or you're doing, you know, short film related stuff. But I got to tell you, I know a bunch of musicians. I might be able to hook you up. There we go. There we go. I mean, if all you're looking for is an avenue in, boy, I might be able to <laughs> set you in the right direction. So. That's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh. and maybe i can even get you hooked in with my band hell we're looking to do some music we just released an ep right before the whole quarantine mm -hmm. um and we were had a couple of shows planned on how to to kind of bring it out and play the thing for everybody and then uh quarantine happened and so we haven't even had a chance to uh to share any of that with anyone outside of our Bandcamp page and oh yeah like that so uh music video might be in the works for us too so there we go well yeah you uh you know me better if i if i didn't have to shoot it it'd be even better so <laughs> well let, let uh let the home of films know and we'll uh you know we'll get together and we'll shoot some ideas and back and forth and we'll get it going because i've always i've always wanted to work with musicians it's something that i kind of dabbled into in high school i you know took a, a guitar class here and there and I learned, um, I know how to play saxophone and clarinet. I took band in high school and marching band and choir and things like that. So nothing I know, like anything now, if you've stuck a saxophone in my hand, I might be able to play a few chords or scales. Uh, but no, it's something that music has always been kind of like in the background, like, Hey, you could always, you know, float to music if, you know, if that's the position you want to go to. So yeah, it'd be awesome to do a music video. I'd, I'd be down for that. Well, we're going to take a very quick break. Um, when we come back, we're going to keep talking with Arthur, and uh, we'll get to the bottom of uh, more of what his work looks like. Stick around.
If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, So I know how I got into short film. I got into short film by going to Evergreen. Uh, My last couple of years at Evergreen State College here in Olympia uh, were focused on short film and in particular doing things like uh, uh, I did uh, not document. I guess it was kind of a documentary. Um, And then from there, I did a couple of uh, uh, not fiction. Uh, I guess my work has all been mostly nonfiction and documentary style. Okay. Um, as opposed to anything else. But uh, uh, what brought you into filmmaking? How did you get into it? Um, well, let's take it way, way back. Uh, Thanksgiving, of, Thanksgiving of 1995, I uh, seen a, a little, just a little, a little movie called Toy Story in the theater. And uh, might have heard uh, of that one. Yeah, I might have heard of it. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of indie. <laughs> um, watched that movie and fell in love with just not so much the animation, but like just movie making in general. And ever since then, every movie that came out, that was a kid's movie. Of course, my mom would, would take me, um, you know, I seen Hunchback of Notre Dame, which was like the second movie I seen in the theater also by Disney as well. Um, you know, a lot of Spielberg movies I grew up watching, like Saving Private Ryan was the first like R-rated movie I seen in the theater. Uh, Green Mile, Castaway, anything Tom Hanks did, I went to go see. Um, and I was just in, just enthusiastic about like filmmaking and acting, and I wanted to be an actor for like the longest time. Um, but once I got into high school and I figured out that I can't act worth crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My drama teacher was just like, why are you in this class? I'm like, I just love filmmaking, man. Sorry. Wow. That's yeah. harsh. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was rough. Uh, but no, I, I uh, um, later on in, in middle school, I remember getting my first camera. Uh, my mom was like, hey, this, uh, this little digital camera also shoots, uh, I think it was like 720p, like the lowest thing. Uh, little, um, little like, uh, like a Kodak camera. So she's like, Hey, you can take pictures as long as uh, you also take video too. I'm like, Oh, cool. Um, so I got one and then I just started making like little shorts. I remember one, one of my first shorts was called um, late for school. And it was just me in my house, like pretending I was late for school. And you end up finding out at the end that I, it was a Saturday. So I wasn't really late for school. <laughs> uh, and then I just started doing shorts um, up 2009. I got in the whole YouTube thing. Um, my first video was, I think I uploaded like 2006. So the very, very early stages of YouTube where, you know, you could use copyrighted music and they wouldn't care. You know, um, there wasn't so much about like 
making money off YouTube at that point. It was more like, hey, I want to get my stuff up there. But there was also that like time limit where you could only upload like I think like 10 or 15 minutes at a time. Yeah, there were very short segments. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you had a director's uh, account, which I think you had to pay for. Um, and you could upload, I think, yeah. And I think you could upload up to like 30 minutes. Um, but I remember just uploading anything I could because I thought YouTube was like the biggest thing in the world. Like, holy crap, like people could actually see the work I do. And this is like the next thing that I need. Um, so going into high school, um, I was really known as the kid around school, the kid that does like short films and does the, that has a camera on him all the time. So that actually, um, Shout out to my friend Spody, who has been with me since high school. Um, as far as filmmaking goes, every time I'm doing a project, he's like, "Hey, I don't care what it is. Let me be on set and let me help you out." Um, I mean, he he likes movies, but he's not. I don't think he's in like the real like filmmaking. He just likes to be supportive, and he's been like one of my number one support uh, people um, since I've really, really, really got into this stuff back in 2006 mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really until like 2014 when I met Patrick that I really got serious about it. Like, Hey, you can make this possibly make this as a living situation where you can make money off of this. And he really sat me down. He's like, Hey, I've seen a lot of your work. Let's do something together. Let's see where it goes. And that's where we made, um, I'm coming as a lean, which was kind of our, our big ambition, ambitious project where we actually worked with people that have been doing this for years. And it kind of like taught us like, Hey, it's not all about setting up a camera on a tripod and hitting record and see what you get. It's about, you know, um, uh, shot lists and lighting and sound and editing and really going, even though Patrick, I knew that at that point, I think I didn't know that at that point. And I was just like, it was a kind of like a punch in the gut. Like, Hey, if you're really going to do this, you really need to take it seriously. And you're going to be working with some serious people. And, you know, my passion for film has always been there, but it's never been like, Hey, you could actually make this a career. Like my dreams of being a director, I've kind of faded away as I was going into high school. And I learned the realism of like, Hey, you know, maybe this isn't like a career choice, but Patrick has definitely gotten me out of that grave and give me like some hopes and like, Hey, if you really pursue this and you really try people, it's going to show yeah. that you're really trying and you might get that one person or that one shot. Um, that's be like, Hey, you're going to make a film and it's going to get into a festival and it's going to notice. Like I've already had two of my films being, um, um, uh, I'm coming to Zelene was in a uh, short film festival that won um, uh, best writing. So that award was, went, yeah, went to Patrick because of course he wrote it. Um, and then uh, we did a 48 hour film festival in Seattle uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a film called the adoption that we did with a lot of talent around uh, the Washington area. And that was put into a festival as well. Um, so it, it's cool, you know, to see your film on a big screen and to get the reaction out of it. Um, so I've had, you know, two or three films being small little festivals. I had one in Olympia that was in like uh, the middle of a bar, which was a weird experience. Um, but it was cool. It was like one of my first short films that I actually did with Patrick. Um, you know, we shot it in like a day and he was just like, hey, <laughs> if you want to go further, probably gonna have to put some more effort into it. I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to do something with you, though. And he's like, yeah, I respect that. So um, ever since then, we've been just, um, you know, like I said, we're like the Coen brothers. We, we're always bouncing 
ideas off each other. We're trying to one up each other. We really try to drive each other to be better, not as like filmmakers, but just in general, like a better person. Um, so he's like kind of like the, not saying the brother I never had, cause I do have a brother and he's very, he's very awesome, but he's like the second brother I never had kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I've noticed that about Patrick too. And, and we could talk about Patrick all day, but, uh, uh, he's he's a really good person to kind of bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very very driven and very very passionate. One of the things that I learned about him and and you both actually that kind of made me giggle uh, when I first started talking to you guys was that uh, you guys do what I call uh, star stalking. And this is <laughs> and this is this is more uh, Patrick than than anything else. But I know you've done it with him. So, mm-hmm. but you guys go and and you guys basically find where celebrities are going to be and you just make it a habit to be there as well. And like, Oh, it just kind of happened. You just happen to stroll by, you know, as people are, are uh, doing whatever they're doing, just walking from set or on set or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I had never done anything like that before until Mm -hmm. uh, what was that earlier this year when uh, Kevin Smith, the three of us went down and uh, we got a chance to uh, interact with Kevin Smith. And that was a, was a really interesting thing because I mean, it's not any, I mean, it was cold as shit. Yeah. Uh, it was <laughs> like nine or 10 o'clock at night and uh, they're mm. doing a, a showing at the theater in downtown Olympia. And so uh, oh, yeah. I just think it's funny. I want to tell the story a little bit about here. Uh, we all kind of get out of the, me and you were in a vehicle, Patrick and uh, your other friend were in another vehicle. Joshua. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick and Josh were in another vehicle, and uh, so they got a parking spot in the, the theater parking lot. And me yeah. and you were circling the block, and I'm just <laughs> and grumbling. And Patrick got the last spot. Now we're gonna have to park on the street, but where the hell are we gonna park? And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I remember distinctly looking over at you and like, all right, screw it, we're gonna try getting in the lot. So we mm-hmm. pull into the parking lot for this little theater, mm-hmm. and uh, there's one spot left exactly one spot towards the back. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. All right, we got a spot. So we pull into the spot and we, as we're getting out, now my car, I drive a Dodge Challenger. My car is very long. Yeah. And so uh, as I'm getting out of the car, I'm like window level with the next car beside me is this uh, SUV beside me. And yeah. And so I'm not trying to peek in. I don't give a shit what's going on in the other vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's not my place. Yeah. And I, not- I notice someone's in there. And so as I'm turning to get away, uh, from my door and come over to where you're at on the passenger uh-huh. side. I just happened to look in the window and it's uh-huh. Kevin Smith and he's sitting in the car uh, smoking and just kind <laughs> of like dicking around on his phone and yeah. doing what we do. And, and I remember, I don't want to make a scene. I just kind of nod at him and I turn around and walk off. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I know you and Patrick were already talking about, trying to find a plan to find out how, what the best time to, to talk to these guys are going to be and mm-hmm. how best to get uh, an autograph or a picture and all that. And mm-hmm. I just, I just remember looking over at you guys and going, guys, guys, seriously, right there. <laughs> and Josh was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's him. In that's the car. Kevin Smith. He's in that car. Yeah. And we all look at each other and then the car backs out and drives off. It's like, yeah. Oh shit. We spooked yeah. him. We scared him off. <laughs> and uh, now it turns out he just went to the goddamn store. So, yeah. <laughs> like, look, he, and I was trying to calm you and Patrick down. Patrick was getting all flustered. He's like, oh, my God, he's not going to come back. 
Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, he has to come back. This is his show. show. He has to be here. Right. And so that was my only experience with star stalking. Now, I know you guys have met a bunch of celebrities that way. Uh, Yeah, I mean, um, Kevin Smith was like, yeah, I I always seem to like want to meet him. You know, Kevin Smith is like, yeah, he's he's one of the directors that I have to admit when I first seen Clerks, I think I seen that like 2010 um, was when I was trying to get into Kevin Smith. I just didn't like Clerks. I just I didn't know what the what the whole thing was. I just I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And I think I watched Chasing Amy um, next and that instantly got me hooked. I was like, it was one of my favorite movies. Like that that still is like one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies, if not my favorite from him. Oh yeah, uh, I, love, but then, I love chasing Amy. Yeah, and then I went back to Clerks, and then I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I get why this movie's so good. And you know, Kevin Smith, you know, he he was coming into Hollywood with a lot of the indie directors back in like the late '80s, early '90s. You know, Spike Lee, Richard Linklater, uh, Larry Clark, who's notorious for like uh, kids, and Spike Lee, who did um, you know do the right thing. Richard Linklater did Slacker and Days and Confused, kind of like those indie movies that. Um, say a lot, but don't have you know the a hundred million dollar budget that you know Avengers Endgame has or <laughs> things like that. Um, but no, Kevin Smith has been um, you know he's from the Pacific Northwest or he has family around here, so he does a lot of shows. Um, so I, I tend to kind of be in his general direction if he comes around. Um, but no, when it comes to like meeting celebrities, there's, there's that thing of like, there's like a list of roles that you don't do. There's a list of, uh, like phrases you don't say. Okay, um, like so like, in, in my opinion, you never, once they come out, you never draw attention to them. You never say, Hey, would you come and get a autograph? Because I, I've seen Jason Muse, uh, not that day that we've seen him, but, a a, a couple day, um, a couple like months before he was in Seattle and, um, some guy, uh, he came out and some guy was like, hey, Jay, can you come over here and sign this for me? And Jay looked up to him and said, fuck you. I'm not going to sign your shit because you're bothering me. Can I go to my car first? And at first I was like taken back. I was like, holy shit, I'm just going to step back and not be around that guy, um, you know, because he just kind of ruined it for us. Uh, but then it was all it was all a joke. You know, Jay is just that type of guy that's us like, hey, you know, I'm just joking. Whatever. Yeah, sure. I'll sign your shit. Uh, and also, um, you know, I never really want to like, you know, draw attention to them. You know, they're, they're human beings. Like we are, we're just fans. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to come off as that weird fan that you must get the sign. If I even see him, I'm like you, if, if, if I see him like 15 feet away, that's good enough for me. I know he exists. I know he's living and breathing. Um, and also like, you just don't want to chase after them. If they leave, you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, if they leave, they leave, you know, it's, you miss your shot. It's fine. Life goes on. You never really want to chase down a person. Nobody, nobody likes to be chased. Um, I, I found that I'm doing a lot of the similar things trying to get now, now that my podcast is kind of firmly planted in an online presence, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, not being face to face conversations anymore. Now it's face to zoom. Yeah. Uh, so I figure uh, as much of a drawback as that is for me, I'm trying to make the most out of it. And so I have been kind of casting my net out there mm-hmm. to various uh, geek affiliated celebrities even. Yeah. Um, I'm sending out a lot of feelers. I haven't got much. I mean, that's how I got BJ. That's how I got. I mean, I knew Brandon. I knew uh, 
Eric Trotman. I knew, and I know Mark Ronner through Eric and Brandon. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, as far as big name celebrities, I'm I'm throwing the net out there. I've sent messages to Jack Black and John Krasinski, oh, wow. and uh, just yesterday I sent one uh, to Joe Manganiello. Oh, nice! Uh, just because. Uh, you never know what's going to come of it. Maybe one of these days, these people will actually see it and go, "Oh, ah, fuck it! I got half hour. Let's let's uh, oh yeah, let's make some stupid podcast geeks day." You know? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, no, hell yeah. So I'm kind of doing my own online version of star stalking, and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't met with any uh, successes really with it so far. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting to see what will happen. I'm going to keep doing it just because. Yeah. So. I thought about throwing. I thought about throwing something out to Chris Pratt, just because he's a huge nerd and he's got family that lives in the area. Oh yes, hell yeah! Um, in fact, his mom, I, from what I understand, works at one of the Safeways that I've been going to. Oh wow! So really? If, if I really want to be a super stalker geek, I would. <laughs> I would look up which Safeway that is and go in and see if I can find it. But that seems really icky. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's 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 how you use the word stalker, I guess. Uh, you know, I I rather use phantom than being like, hey, I'm a really big fan, and um, that's that's kind of like what I always lead to when I meet somebody is you reach out your hand, you say your name, you say, hey, I'm a big fan, um, I love your work, and that kind of like it's a good iceberg rather than pushing in their face and be like, hey, can you sign this, um, and being like, hey, just be like, hey. I'm I'm Kevin Sane or hey I'm I'm Arthur, uh, I I love your work and um, I I feel like if, if I was like a big fan like that I'd love and appreciate somebody that like would say hey I like this film you did but it's a film that nobody's ever seen or it's like a has like a cult following or you know right. like uh, if I was go, uh, go up to like Robin rest in peace Robin Williams but if I were to go up to him I'd be like hey I liked you in that movie Jack nobody's ever really seen jack it's not really one of his popular movies but i feel jack. like yeah but it's not like when you think of like francis Ford coppola you don't be like hey jack was pretty good <laughs> and but but you know i really you know what I, mean. I thought you were awesome in bicentennial man and yeah then he'd know you're lying <laughs> i love you i love you robin williams rest in peace but bicentennial man was oof. yeah it's a it's a it's, it's a rough, it's a, even for Chris <laughs> Columbus, it's a rough one. Uh, but no, yeah. So, um, yeah, meeting, I'm always afraid I'm going to meet that one, that one idol of mine that is just a jerk. And I'm just like, God dang, man, I thought you were a cool person. But Kevin that comes Smith with is meeting any, cool guy. That comes with meeting any celebrities because yeah. uh, if you would have looked at me uh, like five years ago even, uh, and, and you'd ask me a list of actors that I thought were just amazing actors and people I'd like to meet or hang out with or mm-hmm. or talk to. One of the people on that list, regrettably now, uh, would be Kevin Spacey. I was always oh, a yeah. huge fan of Kevin Spacey, Usual Suspects mm-hmm. and and all that. His entire career I've enjoyed. House yeah. of Cards I enjoyed. He's done a lot of really, really good work. Baby Driver he was amazing in. Yeah. But now that we know a bit more about his character, mm-hmm. personal character, not any character he's played, but we know more about his personal character and his personal life, I don't want to meet that guy. Yeah. 
I'm I'm ashamed to admit that I still like some of his movies. I probably always will like those movies, but yeah, I'm ashamed to admit it now. Mm-hmm. And and it's, no, I agree. It's it's a hard thing about meeting your heroes because mm-hmm. you're gonna maybe find out that they're. I mean, just like you said, they're human too, and mm-hmm. so maybe you know they've screwed up in the past and they've got a mm-hmm. colorful past, and that's why I'm. We did an entire episode about uh, a positive celebrity. Uh, Steve Irwin, and, and and we we talked about it kind of in a roundtable about positive positive role models and things. As we talked about yeah. Steve Irwin and Fred Rogers and Bob uh-huh. Ross and people like Betty White and mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hanks, we mentioned. Yeah. And, uh, my brother-in-law has a soft spot for John Cena. John Cena does a lot of uh, real good uh, like charity charity stuff. work, and yeah, yeah. and so. Uh, so we wanted to talk about that. And then I was like, look, I don't want to hear anything negative about, if I ever hear anything negative about uh, Tom Hanks, for instance, mm-hmm. I'm done. I, yeah. I quit. I want off yeah. the world, you know, because he's yeah. such a, a stunning person. And, and uh-huh. to, to have any kind of blight brought onto that, I think yeah. would probably break me. So, yeah, there's a, there's like, um, you know, a perfect example of something that I've always lived with is I've been a big Michael Jackson fan. Like I grew up, there's like three artists that I grew up watching. I mean, listening to in my house was uh, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Selena. And mm-hmm. my, my mom would just rage over their music, just like playing it all the time. And, you know, I, I remember watching Thriller in the late 90s. It used to be on, on, uh, on MTV all the time. Oh, yeah. and, um, and then all that stuff about, you know, his, you know, touching kids and all that stuff came out and, for a while, I was just like, man, I, I really don't like this human being, but I love his music. And it's just like that double-edged sword where you got to like separate their personal life from their, from what they bring to the world as, as far as entertainment goes, um, you know, cause his albums are still there. His music is still there. Um, that hasn't changed. Maybe what I think about him on a personal level has changed slightly a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, you also got to remember that, you know, they did make music. They did make good music and you know none of their music is about molesting kids or anything i mean same thing goes with bill cosby you know i love the cosby show but like you said i feel guilty you know i feel guilty for owning american beauty on on blu-ray and having that being one of my favorite movies because you you think about now what kevin spacey was doing either during that time or after that time and that american beauty kind of seems kind of iffy now yeah um but you know, I mean, I agree. Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors and always has been. Um, so to hear anything negative come out about Tom Hanks would just, you know, just destroy me. It would like, I don't yeah, even know if absolutely. I want to. Yeah, it would just it would be a it would be a heartbreak for sure. Well, we're gonna take one more quick break, and then when we come back, we will talk about uh, what you. Uh, have got going on as far as Tahoma films and uh, projects on the horizon and things like that. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Democracy works best when we all vote, 
But misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote no matter what. You can sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step -step assistance requesting your mailing ballot, explore your options for returning your voted mail ballot, check your voter registration status, find your polling site, and make sure you have the appropriate ID. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. All right, and we're back. And uh, so now, Tahoma Films, your film company with Patrick, you guys, you have just released a new project that you filmed in quarantine, correct? Yes, I filmed that. Um, had the idea probably about a month ago. Um, mm -hmm. I reached out to you and be like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think about it? I need your thoughts, whether it's a good idea or if I'm just, <laughs> I'm an idiot and this is not going to be a good idea to shoot. Um, I like then, how uh, I, I asked you about it like I didn't know about it. Hey, tell me about, I hear you guys, <laughs> I, I've been working with you on the whole damn thing, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of the, the radio part of it in me. It's like, a, so I understand you have a new album out. No, damn, damn it, you know damn well it's out there, so. Yeah. But, uh, so, what's the name of the project? Uh, it's called Morning Serial. Um, I just released it, uh, what's today, the 9th? What's today? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah the 9th. Uh, as of this recording, the ninth, I released it yesterday, um, around noon, and uh, it's got a really good response. It's hard to really talk about without spoiling it, but it's pretty much deals with um, how social media kind of affects our brain, and um, especially during this COVID nineteen, and kind of like um, your quote unquote like normal person that really doesn't associate himself with social media and how that really is a heartbreak for people that are trying to stay safe and trying to stay, trying to stay like um, positive, but also getting that negative of the COVID-19 right. and things like that. And unfortunately in a, in a social media driven culture, like we are in right now, uh, we are very apt to see a lot of negative on our social media right now, whether it's because mm -hmm. of the virus or whether it's because of people's reactions to the virus yeah. or the reactions to the stay-at-home orders or things like that, we're going to get uh, bombarded with a whole lot of negativity. And unfortunately, yeah. we have to go out of our way sometimes to look for the positive and to try and stay above all of it. And yeah. It's not always the easiest task. Mm -mm. So uh, so you put this together. Uh, it took you about a month to do? or. Yeah, so I just, uh, like I said, I started with an idea and I pitched around all my friends. There's a certain circle of friends that, that you're included in that I kind of talked to my ideas about. Um, they're, they're pretty honest and they're like, hey, this is a dumb idea. Don't do it. <laughs> or, hey, you need to flush this out. Or um, like I got a lot of responses like, hey, this is a really killer idea. It's kind of dark. But you need to release this ASAP um, before it's non-relevant anymore. And so I was just like, all right. So I really went to work. I made a script. Um, you know, I filmed it at home. Um, shout out to my lovely girlfriend, Jenny Rose, who also has a voice in the video as well. Uh, she helped me uh, record everything. You know, she pulled focus for me and make sure I was in focus and, um, you know, kind of doing it as a one man show. And originally I was going to do all the voices. Um, but then my uh, uh, 
Trey Applegate, who was doing my audio was like, Hey, why don't you kind of reach out to anybody that's willing to do it? Um, you know, get some voice actors in there. So I was like, all right. So I went on one of my um, fan pages that I, uh, that I follow on Facebook and I was like, Hey, doing the short film. Um, I need some actors and actresses to do some dialogue for me. Um, you know, send me a, a personal message. And I got bombarded with like 13 or 14 people. So um, it was really overwhelming. It was good though. Um, Cause you know, I, you know, I, I'm always so used to besides Patrick, I'm always used to doing like the one man show I'll shoot and I'll act in it. And uh, you know, cause that's kind of how I was brought up, you know, in 2006 and seven in high school. Um, you yeah, know, you don't man, have that kind of, you don't have that kind of network back then. Exactly. You know, it's a one man show. I'll shoot it. I'll direct it. I'll edit it. I'll do all the music or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just really, um, you know, I was talking to these people and they're from, you know, all around the world, you know, one's from overseas, a couple are from Canada and a couple are from just, you know, a couple States away in California. So I was like, man, this is perfect. Um, you know, got with Joshua who also did some effects on the, on the music as well. Uh, got with Michael Tilzer who did a voiceover, um, and then found some uncopyrighted music that I could just give credit to, um, put it all together, did some editing, um, teamed up with Patrick. He did, um, you know, some of the, uh, poster, uh, credits, um, just, you know, and just edit it and put it out there and, you know, see how it, how it did. And so far the pot, the reaction has been super positive and had a few people reach out and be like, Hey, this really affected me in a good way. And, um, if I could affect one single person, whether it's, um, a biased opinion as my mother or some stranger <laughs> off the street who's just rolling, scrolling through Facebook or YouTube. Uh, if I could affect one person, then I did my job. So, well, awesome. Um, yeah. And, and I found, uh, I had the same kind of philosophy when it came to my, uh, the last short film that I did, uh, was called to anyone who cares. I, uh, yeah, you, uh, when we first met you, you gave me a copy of that on DVD and I watched it. Was that the yes, one, sir. right? Yeah, that's the one. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, that was my first. I'd done a couple of, of projects prior to that, but that was my first one that I ever really, uh, put, like you said, you can do a bunch of stuff, but that's the time when you put in the effort to make quality versus quantity. Exactly. And that was my first attempt at quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically what it was, was it was designed to be a help film uh, in regards to uh, suicide or suicidal ideation. And uh, I know because um, my mental health, I've struggled with issues regarding that my entire life. I've also yeah. got very definite opinions as far as uh, suicide goes, uh, having experienced uh, various aspects of it throughout my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to, to make this what a lot of people would call a very depressing kind of film. Uh, but I made it with the uh, same kind of philosophy that you were just talking about. If I could affect one person who has seen it um, and maybe make them think twice or, 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 you know, have other thoughts regarding it, then I've done my job. And, and I would distinctly yeah. remember there was one, uh, uh, I was screening it for my class and mm-hmm. it was at Evergreen. We had this big, it was uh, one of the like lecture auditoriums. Oh, so nice. it was like theater style seating, like reclining up seating and that's so and awesome up to a big screen. And I remember sitting in the back of the classroom and we were a couple of people. It's like we were chosen to do a couple of people a day to do screen mm-hmm. their projects. And, and, and I remember they screened that project and 
it was very, really, really quiet mm-hmm. afterwards. And I'm like, oh shit. My my mental <laughs> state my mental state was going, Oh God, is this a good thing? Yeah. Um, did I just waste a bunch of time and effort or mm-hmm. and then I heard someone crying. Dang. And I I don't like making people cry. That's not, yeah. not what I'm trying to say, but I heard someone crying and 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 she came up to me afterwards and and thanked me and said that it uh, meant a lot to her. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well that's that's why I did it right there. Yeah. One exactly. Yeah. So uh, I get that. It's it's a matter of wanting to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's through my music or whether it's through this podcast or short film that I make, I love uh, finding those moments where I can just connect with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's an incredible feeling. And I don't want to spoil uh, the film. Um, I do make a, a vocal appearance in the film. So Hell yeah, you do. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, my first voice acting credit. That I'm aware of. <laughs> but uh, uh, do you have any other projects on the horizon right now? Anything else you're working on? Or uh, yeah, um, um, I produced a, a film that we shot um, about a month and a half ago. It's also directed and written by Patrick. Um, kind of sat back this time around and uh, put on the producer pants, as as he would say. You've got um, producer pants. Yeah, I got producer pants. Um, so uh, we shot that. It's called um, Last Will and Testament. Uh, it's very, okay. very, very, very well done. Uh, written script. Um, that stars Amy Gang and um, Carmine DePaulo, two great actors that um, we've had the privilege of working um, with before. And I hope to continue working. They're phenomenal actors from uh, the local area. Um, got with our uh, crew that we usually do, um, and we shot it. And uh, it's in uh, post production right now, so it's currently being edited. We should have that out um, at um, in June, middle to end of June. Um, I'm working on a script right now that deals with um, uh, mental abuse and. Um, family oriented um kind of things going on in like the 50s and things like that so um i've been really taken back um there's like different eras in you know in the past years that i've really dove deep into and that's the like the 50s era and the 80s era um so i've i've always wanted to do like a culture piece on the 1950s and things like that so i'm writing that with um my that's ambitious uh, my, yeah, it's really it's going to be a really ambitious um ambitious script that I'm working on. I've been working on it for probably like 6 months and it's been fluctuating from everything from like a dark comedy to a comedy to a, like a horror film everywhere but um I'm working with my friend Michael Tilzer on that. He's uh planning to um to star in it um cuz he comes a um, little bit of a background with the kind of demographic of the film. Um, so I pitched it to him and I was like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. And he's like, Hey, let's work on it together. Let's make this kind of a group project. He also has a production company, second my films that he runs as well. Um, so we're just, um, he's going to star in the film and, um, you know, we're going to bounce ideas and really get squared away. So I planned, um, that's probably one of the projects I plan on filming right away after this COVID-19 is, um, is finished up and it's safe to, interact with people on a physical level. Um, but besides that, um, just really pushing to home of films as far as we could push it. 
uh, without getting people annoyed with it. <laughs> um, but like I said, me and Patrick have been really deep in dive into, you know, what, where we're going to take the production company and, you know, are planning on releasing, um, one film every three to four months. And then, um, of course we got your project that we're working on as well. Um, nope, that's going to be true. coming up. Um, you know, the way it's going, I don't see why we couldn't shoot that in, you know, late summer, the fall. Um, so it, it's always nice to be interacting with people, getting scripts going, constantly writing. Um, you know, what I've learned is nothing's going to get made, made if you don't work on it. Um, that's true. So, the effort you put into it is, you know, kind of what you're going to get out of it. But I love filmmaking. I love what, what um, me and Patrick have done with Thelma Films this far. Um, we could only go bigger. And uh, we're trying to push, you know, push the envelope like you're doing with um, um, your podcast. Every episode's at a different level and it's always getting higher and higher. So you should be. I got to, I got to keep it. I got to keep achieving. If I, if I yeah. backslide now, <laughs> What's it all been for, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I remember when you pitched me the idea of your podcast, I was just like, yeah, that's a great idea. And uh, to see where it's where it started and now where it continues to be is just, to be honest, it's uh, um, it's achieving and it's, it's inspiring because you just came from this simple idea you had and it's grown into this. Like now you're interviewing comic book writers and – you know, people that have been writing comic books for as long as I've been born. So that's, uh, that's something to be really proud of, Kevin. That's, that's and awesome. it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And I, and I thank you for that. Uh, uh, it, it has been a, a labor of love and, and, and a way, like I said, for me to get my voice heard. Um, I'm always kind of, I always kind of struggle with that inner voice that tells me I have to be productive. I have to be doing something. Yeah. Um, and, and I found that, Maybe not necessarily um, for art's sake. I don't mm-hmm. know if that comes across weird, but no, no, no. Uh, I, I find that I have to keep my mind busy because if I'm not keeping my mind busy, then the voices in the back of my head keep talking, and yeah, they're not always my it. best. They're not always got my best interest in heart. So no, I get it. No, it's that constant battle of wanting to, you know, wanting to do art because we all have a love for, you know, whether it's visual art or any kind of art. But it's that sanity that we have to keep, especially during these times. We have to, you know. Yeah, you got to do. You got to do something to focus your mind on something other than the impending tragedy. Otherwise, you just get bogged down in tragedy, and and, and that's oh, not yeah. a good place to be. So, I'd much rather prefer to spend my time. Uh, talking with comic book writers about the shit they write or talking with, uh, with radio people who really enjoy doing what they do and finding, finding what everyone else is passionate about. And, and like I tell people, it's like the reason I picked, uh, I, w- I was very careful when I named the podcast because, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I have a, a thing that I like to say at the end of every podcast to talk about that everything is fandom. I mean that deeply and sincerely. The reason I call it fuel your fandom is because anything that you are into is your fandom. Mm-hmm. You talk to people about what they're into and you can watch them blossom and watch them bloom and watch them get excited. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you key them up, you open them up and, and get into their head. And in the, in the same token, it gets inside your head. And, and maybe, I mean, I like, I, I was talking to Mark Runner uh, a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that episode goes up here pretty soon. But uh, I was talking to Mark Rahner and uh, we got really into a deep dive on old TV series 
And so oh, yeah. now I'm so keen to watch things like the Twilight Zone or the Outer yeah. Limits or original <laughs> Star Trek or the Green Hornet or things like that. Yeah. That uh, I maybe I wouldn't have thought about watching a while back. You yeah. Know, I, talking has re-sparked this interest in me. And so mm. that's what I want to do is I want to talk to people about what they're interested in. Maybe they'll get me interested in what they're into. And that's great. Maybe I'll get them interested into something that I'm into. That's yeah. great. Either way, we're just having fun and, and exactly, getting to yeah. talk about the things that we're interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I do want to thank you, Arthur, for coming on the podcast yeah. with oh, me yeah. and, and me. talking about your project. And uh, for those of you who have not seen it, uh, what's your YouTube channel called? Uh, so you could check out uh, Morning Serial at um, As Told by Gonzo on YouTube, just one word. And then um, if you want to check out any Tahoma film stuff, um, also youtube.com slash Tahoma films. We have a couple short films on there. Um, also on Vimeo, um, same. Um, That's Tahoma told by films. Gonzo? Tahoma uh, films? No. Yeah, Tahoma films on Vimeo. Okay. Um, and then also uh, facebook.com slash Tahoma films WA. So yeah. Awesome. Check yes. us out. Go to those sites, check out those, uh, those films. Uh, and, uh, I look forward to working with you coming up here soon on my short film, uh, tentatively, yeah. tentatively titled The Prisoner. <laughs> and uh, uh, we will uh, see what happens, what becomes of that. And uh, again, uh, I want to say thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you for all of you listening and uh, coming back for another episode of the Feel Your Fandom podcast. Uh, once again, if you're looking for... Uh, ways to get in touch with the program uh, to leave us messages or to uh, suggest ideas or things we should talk about. You can always email me at fuelyourfandom at gmail.com or you can find us on our anchor page, anchor.fm forward slash fuelyourfandom. You can leave us a message there. Uh, We will listen uh, to any suggestions and uh, maybe we'll talk about what you're into. Uh, But until then, I want you to make sure you guys are staying safe. Keep your families safe. Uh, Try and stay positive. And remember what I always try to tell you. Everything is fandom. And fandom is everything. Take care.